everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists to what? Prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And we are covering Marvel's first big success. It's a movie called Blade, followed by Blade 2, and then Blade Trinity. And we have a couple of guests with us. And before I even introduce you, why did you say that you wanted to choose, that you wanted to cover this movie? Why, would, why don't you introduce them first? No, no, no. No, no. I'll introduce them after. You want to see if it's worth introducing them or not? Based yeah, on their depending on their answer, I might introduce or not introduce them. Or the listeners might just be like, you know what? They have no credibility. It doesn't matter what their name is. Uh, I'll let... Yeah, Dan should answer that one. <laughs> you well, I believe the choices were Blades one through three, and then uh-huh. were there other were there other franchises? I can't remember. Yes, there was a Pitch Perfect, uh, and those were all up for grabs. Uh, Nobody took a grab at those. <laughs> no one okay. helped us with through that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I offered you guys some Dirty Harrys, but I might not have. Yes, I believe you did, and I was like, eh. That seems yeah. somewhat interesting, uh, but no, this seems like the most interesting. And and I just like because knowing you, Micah, and your uh, let's just say your dislike towards Ryan Reynolds, for lack of a better term, <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted to see you get fired up. Oh boy! Well, you pick. Yeah, you will today. Did, did he you... was getting pissed yesterday. <laughs> Movie starts and it's immediately started with a Ryan Reynolds um, voiceover, and yep. immediately Micah was like. Ugh. I said, I said, I don't, I don't, I already don't like this movie is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can, tell, I can tell you of all the movies that you did offer us, I've, I saw none of them before. Uh-huh. So it, it didn't matter what I chose. It was, is I literally left it up to Dan. Cause I had okay. no stake okay. in anything. I have not seen blade one. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, meaning I... any blade. Including Blade One. Yes, yes. <laughs> is that still true? So you've only seen the third one now. I've all. This has happened a few times on our show where we have jumped straight to the third in a series, uh-huh. and that's that's my first exposure to it. Uh huh. So yeah, this is my first. I mean, I, culturally, I was aware of it, but you know, right. I never really watched it um, well, like, until we, last night. We did Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, and that's the yeah, only Friday on, your on yours, and that's the only Friday the Thirteenth movie we've watched. It's true. Yeah. It's 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 fun and also um I don't know. It's like it could be interesting especially if it's like not a very good movie when you have no expectations for what yeah. the other ones were. So it's like I don't care. I mean I I did not expect to like it in any way. Yeah. Um and, and you know. Well, in that case you passed. We got Jeremy and Dan Eden back on the show <laughs> from 9090. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, Dan, are you was was the Ryan Reynolds really are you are you being cheeky and winking because I texted get ready for a Ryan Reynolds rant or No, no. That no. was really played a part. <laughs> I think it we've referenced really your mm-hmm. I think we've referenced your distaste for Ryan Reynolds recently on our show. <laughs> like so Yeah. It's it's a known fact that you're not okay. a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really yeah. did a number on him and Hobbs and Shaw. I did. I did. Um, Well, and and this movie, as far as I can tell, is the catalyst. This is the like breaking point that that gives us what we have as modern day Ryan Reynolds. Uh, 
as far as I can tell, I'm not super familiar with a lot I'll, of stuff pre this movie, but I, I gotta be honest with you. I've been a, a Ryan Reynolds fan since like 1998 when he okay. was on two guys, a girl in a pizza place. And uh, I don't think he's changed that much. Honestly, I think he's okay. pretty much been the same. In fact, if anything, I remember there being uh, <laughs> more Jim Carreyisms in early Ryan Reynolds. Whoa! Than we, yeah, just like certain ways that he would deliver lines. Not so much in the physical yeah. comedy, but just certain delivery where I was just like, that is uh, clearly someone else's delivery here, Mister Reynolds. Yeah. Weird. Well, so. The 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 place I've landed with him, uh, I, well, first uh, earlier this year we covered Deadpool, and I was like, you know what, this is ac- this he he is that character. It works really well, and and I I re you know rewatching 2016 Deadpool, I was like, I like this movie. I can watch this movie. I think the second movie is a train wreck, but that's not necessarily because of him. It's just a bad movie um but it's i'm sorry to interrupt it's just so funny because you're like you know earlier this year we covered deadpool and i think wasn't it just like two weeks ago that the episode released that's that's for the listeners it's so funny to like i was you know dan and i were kind of joking it was like what is this their halloween episodes that they're recording now like (laughs) it's like probably honestly i don't know yeah when does this come out uh, this is gonna be. I think we're in September. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. We, Sorry we were... to peel back the the curtain. A no, little bit I love it. We've been yeah, doing it the whole time. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I just I, I've been up their trying spot. to. We've been trying to have three months where we can have the baby and not even think about the podcast. So we're usually not, you know, sixteen weeks ahead, but here we are. That's the goal. Uh, <laughs> right. So I mean, I also been there. Yeah, I know yeah. what that's like to be like, let's try to just get as much as we can done, get done now. And of course, Micah, for the next series picks, I'm not going to say what it is. I don't, you don't know, know what, what it is, is yet. But we'll I do say know on this that episode, the first though. movie is four and a half hours long. So yeah, it's a, just a, a quick little four and a half hour movie and from 1920. Yeah. A German film from 1920, so four and a half hours really, silent. You know, we've been trying to get ahead and really Ooh. by picking really easy series to cover. Well, Micah mm-hmm. has. Uh-huh, and then here we are. Uh, yeah. We're headed to Germany next week. Uh, so, uh, but with Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so we, I think we just have to do it all up top. The thing, the thing I it. sort of have landed on, and, and I know that you guys have done like actual improv, right? Like you've done actual classes, you've done actual shows, you have comedy movies that people can watch. So you guys do know humor and you're quite funny. Um, Thank you. we'll we'll take your word for it (laughs) (laughs) but i really think that ryan reynolds is a is a he just feels to me like someone i know i'm not a an experienced improviser but i consume a lot of improvisation comedy i think that he's a uh an improviser that thinks he's really funny and i think that's where i have issues with him and then he comes up with jokes that are they're fine usually they're usually okay. And with Deadpool, mm-hmm. it works because we're looking at the camera and we're like, man, this guy, I mean, most movies are misinterpreted, but you should think like, man, this guy kind of sucks. And that's kind of what's funny is he is telling these terrible jokes that like a 13-year-old who just discovered what the F word means would tell. But then when we were watching this, I was like, I can't believe Deadpool goes all the way back to 2004 and all of his jokes are the same and and he's even doing the the smirks that I thought were reserved 
just for like Deadpool and every single other movie he's done after that. But mm-hmm. it's it's in the DNA. This guy's not funny. It, he's just it, not funny. Ryan Reynolds is uh you 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 pay for what you get. You get what you pay for with him. It's it's um Again, I, and I'm. This is coming from somebody who's not uh, uh, a hater of Ryan Reynolds. I'm a, again. I go back very far with him. Um, yeah, and I probably have a softer spot in my heart for him because I was like, I knew of you before you were famous. Right. You know that, sure. that real hipster type of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, gratitude and appreciation for somebody. Um, but yeah, like I even I was watching it. I'm like, oh wow, this is this is exactly uh, what he will be doing for the next twenty years. Yeah, make a career on this. I, yeah. I, I, this movie was so bad though that I didn't really <laughs> mind any of it. Um, I kind of, I kind of felt like maybe in the way, in a way, the movie needed something like this. But, but there were still things that he was doing throughout the movie that's like, so they just were fine with this in 2004. Is he like writing his own lines? Like it yeah. just felt so Ryan Reynolds. And, and it was I, crazy. I do have answers that I will get into on why he is this way in this movie <laughs> as far as a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're not there yet. I'm just talking about the man himself, which, you know, Ryan, you are welcome on the podcast anytime. I would love to be, you know, Deadpool, Deadpool me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it'd be fine. Uh, and mm-hmm. I could get over it, but uh, yeah, he's, it's just tough. And I also, I also even though I've, I'll never meet this man, I feel bad for being so mean about it, even though it's not even that mean. <laughs> and so it's just this like cycle of like this guy, I don't like when he's in stuff so much, and then I feel bad for not liking him. It's it's gone too far. Sweet, for you. sweet, naive, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do know. I can relate to that feeling of just like I feel bad that I I am either missing out on what everyone else is getting from him. Or you, for a moment there, you're like, am I so smart and everyone else is so stupid? Like, (laughs) is the entire world dumb and I'm the only one who knows better? That's kind of like, I've gotten that feeling before with other things. So I I can relate. I can empathize. He's like the fast and furious of of actors where I'm like, (laughs) so many people like him and I just don't get it. And then it's like three times out of the uh, 12 now, uh, no, 11 times, uh, I think... Three times I think, yeah, okay, I'm into that. And that's the same with Ryan Reynolds. It's like, you know, there's probably three movies out there where I'm like, yeah, okay, that was good. And then the rest, you're just, it's just counting the clock. My, my bit during this movie was after he would finish a line, I would turn to Jordan, stone cold face, and I'd say, funny. Like Ryan Reynolds would. <laughs> yeah. Because he had a lot of, um, I guess, good ones. Oh, he's terrible. It's you know what it's the um it's the Dennis Miller factor you know it's it's uh it's that sometimes if you're just speaking fast enough in a rhythm that's specific enough people will think that it's funny and really sure. if they take a moment to dissect the words themselves they go that's not actually all that funny it sometimes it doesn't make sense yeah but that's I mean. That's my yeah. reference point. So you're like, who yeah. the hell is Dennis Miller? <laughs> no, no, we were watching an old SNL the other day. We we got our we got our early. It, 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 he was actually quite funny on it, but it does have a lot to do with the the sardonic look at the camera, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, so, rhythm, rhythm, like, rhythm. Yeah, 
I've said this before too, and I'm I'll, I won't digress too much further. But like, I I think that there is a certain amount of um musicality in comedy in general. Yeah. In that, I think that you could, in some ways, teach comedy as a music course in just term terms of like listen to the rhythms of this joke compared to this joke and how they oh, sure. make sense of like this is of the same genre of music even though it's spoken comedy you know but i won't. i guess that's why there's comedy albums i mean there there's <laughs> a, a there is there's there's literally <laughs> there literally is a a flow and rhythm to an hour long set that's not that much different from listening to an album as a whole piece you know that's true i've never thought of it that way but you're you're not wrong in fact i think you're right I thought a lot about it, and as a man who has no musical knowledge whatsoever, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. You are, you are coming from the musician. You're right, apparently. Yeah, he is. So, so Dan, where do you fall on the Ryan Reynolds of it all? I, well, I, we... you know, I'm pretty neutral on him, except when I hear, like I said on our own podcast, I don't trust billionaires, and he just crossed a billion lately. So, uh, yes. I really don't trust him now. Uh, aside from that, before that, I was neutral on him. I think overexposure happens to a lot of big celebrities like sure. him when they find their, their niche. Um, if you were to tell me though, it's funny cause they're shooting the new Deadpool, right? And there's a writer's strike going on and they can't change a single line from the script, right? They can go in shooting, but they can't tweak anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you were to tell me that this movie was a writer's strike movie, and they had the opposite, and they had carte blanche where they could, like, we don't have pages here. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what do you got today? Uh, like how they did, like, maybe some episodes of The Office in season four, like in 2008, where yeah. it had, like, a looser feel. Uh, that's how it feels uh, with his delivery system in this. It feels like a Ryan Reynolds delivery system. And as you guys said, it just feels like the world was trying to find it's uh, Ryan Reynolds shaped hole in a franchise. And finally they're like, <laughs> Deadpool is it. This is the guy, you know? So yeah, here we are. So now, now to digress to, to Deadpool here, they can't change any lines and they are still shooting it. You're saying. Yes. Do, they do can't, you he think... can't be bop and scat. He has to read the lines as written according to uh, the strike rules. Okay. Do you think that this will make the movie better or worse? Just purely, what do you think? Is it is it the same writers as the first film is my question. And if so, let's say yes. But if they also wrote two, mm, I'm a little worried. That's, I'm pregnant sure, I mean, about I it. I think Deadpool yeah. 1 is uh, partly influenced by the director who did not return for Deadpool 2. Tim and Miller. is not returning for Deadpool 3. Um, you know, as far as... The, in terms of like the structure of the story and the movie itself, but yeah, mm-hmm. Deadpool Two is like you're the we're oh, we're loosening up the purse a little bit here. You can <laughs> take what you need, kids, and it doesn't always work so well. Mm-hmm. Well, what I have here is that Sean Levy, the director of Free Guy, is going to be directing it and writing it. Um, yeah. So that's people probably like that movie. a bad sign. I don't know if people he's like kind that of, movie. He's like sort to me. He's kind of a big budget gun for hire. That's yeah. who yeah. Sean Levy is to me, and I, that to me does not deem artistic 
uh, yeah. much. He's not going to leave his stamp on there. He's he's going to play ball, and he's going to. He's actually probably the best director for a writer's strike movie where they have to follow the script. He's <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not going to add too much. I, I find it very odd that that the movie like because improv and ad libbing happens on every movie, regardless of the length and detail of the script. Well, not every movie. I mean, some people are like stick to the page and only the page, but mm-hmm. it. I find it odd that there that that restriction is placed on like even the actors can't like yeah. make stuff up, you know. And I guess because Ryan Reynolds is like a producer and like hmm. maybe in some way story credit, I don't know, like that might Well, actually affect- I I think I can answer that cuz he is credited as co-writer on this. There are like oh. seven writers. No oh, brother. Uh, so he's co-writer, so that's probably why he can't do it. I mean, well, there you go. I mean, that's yeah. If he's uh, one of the credited writers, then that is reason enough. But we do, we do also have the the two original guys, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and we have two writers from Bob's Burgers, and we have comic book writer Zeb Wells writing the screenplay, who is currently writing Amazing Spider Man. So, it's hmm. a lot. You of know people. what I love. <laughs> uh, more than five writers credited on a movie. Just, I just love Seven. that. I think it's, I think it's great <laughs> when all of them have contributed enough that they deserve a credit because it usually means a cohesive movie. It's usually really good. Oh yeah, usually, usually yes. It's not like one writing team writes the one part. You know what this movie is actually going to be? I'm, I'm stripping away uh, the, the bit that I was about to launch into is that there's going to be like certain part like one storyline in the movie that'll be like oh that's funny that's good that's probably the bob burgers one and then there's going to be like the other part of the story where you're like oh i guess maybe that's the original deadpool guys that's fun and then all the rest will be like okay <laughs> cool <laughs> i guess keep the rick and morty writers away from the scripts and you'll be fine because they <laughs> shots well, said fired it. i'll say it again well, that's a show we quit watching Someday, not right uh, now. years ago, so I'm not offended. I've never watched it. I watched one episode, and I was so turned off by the belching that yeah. I was like, I can't. And I am and I make a belch in every one of my videos that I do. It's, <laughs> it's ironic. I understand it. I get that it's wrong, but I was just like, I don't care for this man. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this character bothers me. Sure. Well... Let me let me get into production because this is going to tie in directly with what we're talking about. So, uh, actually, I'm just going to skip to a long interview with Patton Oswalt uh, about this movie. Someone was doing a retrospective on his career, um, and they asked him about it. And so he said... Um, There's a scene where Blade goes in and confronts this guy for harvesting humans. That scene was supposed to be the whole basis of the film. Blade is fighting for the last shred of humanity, but they thought it was just so effing grim. You know me, naive Micah. So they decided to just have Blade fighting Dracula. It was just one of those, it was a very troubled production. Wesley Slipes was just effing crazy in a hilarious way. He wouldn't come out of his trailer, and he would smoke weed all day, which is fine with me because I had all these DVDs that I wanted to catch up on. (laughs) We were in Vancouver, and it was always raining. I kept the door to my trailer open to smell the evening rain while I was watching a movie. Then I remember one day on the set, they let everyone pick their own clothes. There was one black actor who was also kind of a club kid, and he wore the shirt with the word garbage on it in big stylish letters. It was his shirt. 
and Wesley came down to the set, which he only did for close-ups. Everything else was done by the stand-in. I only did one scene with him. But he comes on and goes, there's only one other black guy in the movie, and you make him wear a shirt that says garbage? You racist mother effer. And he tried oh. to strangle the director, David Goyer. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So later that night, Ron, <laughs> Ron Perlman was in the city. Everyone who makes movies in Vancouver stays in the same hotel. It's like an episode of The Love Boat. Every time the elevator stops, you've got a different celebrity getting on. So we went out that night to some strip club, and we were all drinking, and there was a bunch of bikers there. So David says to them, I'll pay for all your drinks if you show up, set, show up to set tomorrow and pretend to be my security. Wesley freaked out and went back to his trailer, and the next day Wesley sat down with David and was like, I think you need to quit. You're detrimental to this movie. And David was like, why don't you quit? We've got all your close-ups, and we could shoot the rest <laughs> with your stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> and that freaked Wesley out so much that for the rest of production, he would only communicate with the director through post-it notes, and he would sign each post-it note from Blade. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, man. To be a fly on the wall, that's <laughs> no. yeah. And mm -hmm. it actually, there's even more, but I wanted to leave a little room there. Because then the interviewer says, there's a rumor that he tried to stay in character the entire shoot. Patton... Oh, yeah, he did. When I met him, I was like, hi. And he was like, I'm Blade. And also, Natasha Leone was on the set, and she was going through some kind of mental breakdown. Wesley is all boundaries, and she has no boundaries. She played a blind computer expert, so the first scene they had together, she put her hand right on his face, and he just recoiled. It was awesome. <laughs> if you were trying to be in character all the time as a vampire killer, being high all the time might not help. Patton, a lot of the lines that Ryan Went Reynolds has were just a result of wesley not being there he would he would all just think of things for him to say we would all just think of things for him to say and then cut to wesley's face not doing anything because that's all we could get from him it was kind <laughs> of funny we were like what are the worst jokes and puns that we can say to this guy and then it would just be his face going mm. <laughs> <laughs> smiles are contagious it's so dumb that was an example of a very troubled shoot that we made fun. You have to find a way to make it fun. Wow. Well, I they, feel like they Patton... must have. Sorry. No, that's that's it. I was saying they must have found a way because they got through <laughs> yeah. it. It's, they all survived. Patton was in that movie for so little. I feel like they had yeah. to have cut stuff for him to have had been there for that long to witness that much. I know. Because he was barely in that movie. He's got a great basketball scene he with does. a coworker that you get to see. <laughs> is wonderful you know camaraderie yeah uh, yeah very so, sweet so what you want to see is, is pat and oswald shooting hoops oh yeah definitely sinking, sinking some baskets mm -hmm. i i just think so on on the one hand i i i i go okay i kind of absolve the sins of ryan reynolds in this movie because i get it now it's like a bit on set i could see how you're just trying to figure out a way to cope but then he's made a career on being like, well, that worked one time in a movie that no one likes. And I don't even think they get praise for his performance. Let me do that in every other movie. And yeah. and this is also the movie where David S. Goyer and him are talking. And Goyer's like, man, you would probably be a good Deadpool. And this is when he, he births Deadpool. So I think he's mm. just tied everything into this movie in a weird way. This is like the uh, Rosetta Stone of his career. <laughs> And uh, it, you almost you almost wonder what would have happened if had they not made Blade Trinity, a movie with an inexplicable title. Let hmm. me let me just uh, play 
devil's advocate a little bit here and and say that I think that the Ryan Reynolds that we do have is better than the Ryan Reynolds we would have had had he not gone through this experience. Okay. Or, you know, let's just say everything does trace back to Blade Trinity. The Ryan Reynolds that exists before this, I don't I don't think that there's a lot there for like what what's before this that he's done? Waiting? Van Wilder? Yeah. Van Wilder's the big one, probably. The proposal, like some, you know, like proposal, I think he would have yeah. I think he would have gone. Is proposal down... before this? I think proposal's 2006, after. 5 ish. Is this was two thousand four? There's some there's okay. some other rom com that he does around that time. I feel like I just feel like his career would have gone um down a path that would have led to obscurity as opposed to him being actually yeah. Deadpool. Isn't that a world that you look for? <laughs> well, then we would be robbed of Deadpool, and I don't think it's fair to rob the world of Deadpool. I mean, that, I, I do like Deadpool. That is that is a and good I, point. Deadpool, and again, I'm not even like diehard Deadpool fan, but the, uh, the, the release and placement of Deadpool in comic book history is like the bigger thing that I can look at. I'd be like, okay, thankfully we had that that led to this, to this, to this. As opposed to like like somebody had to go first, somebody had to be sure. the first like you know, more mainstream R rated like everyone can go see this superhero. I don't know. I yeah. I don't think that it would have gone very far, much further for Ryan Reynolds had he not taken this turn. So do this you think he he would have been kind of just like another pretty face? In yeah, I think he would have been like rom-com. a yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I think he would have been like a. Um, I can't think of a really good example right now. The first name that comes to mind is not a very good example. And I'm like, <laughs> he would have be- he'd have become Chris Klein in a weird way. <laughs> that's that's where my brain goes. Hey, <laughs> the crossover, Just Friends, where they're both in the movie. Mm, um, Just Friends is 06. I know that. That's See, interesting. but I will say, and and my final point on the matter: if he was not in this movie. I think we could potentially have a big, a better world because I, I'll just say this. I do think there's a pretty direct correlation between this movie and the 2016 U.S. election. And I'll just stop there. Oh <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> oh, said, okay, Micah, you've said it all. I know, I know. Bold statements. Yeah, I'm an you're improviser. So mean to, you're, you're so mean towards him. I'm usually, I feel like I'm usually the negative one in our relationship. Yeah. So for you to be but, so no, no, negative. No, not in a bad way. I'm not agreeing <laughs> with you in a bad way. No, no, I just like, I, I'm the pessimist. Yeah. You're the optimist. And you being so negative makes me want to just be like, it's, it's okay. He's okay. He's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah feel bad for the guy. Sometimes in a marriage, you have no choice but to pivot the other direction from the way your spouse feels, just for the safety, of, for the the sake of saving your own sanity. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't go down this rabbit hole of hate with you. He's not so bad. <laughs> Gotta yeah. keep us grounded. And you know me, I always try to go in and give everybody another chance when I'm watching something or whatever. You're better than me at that. But I don't know. I I don't have much leash left to to. <laughs> You liked him in the in Spirited. I did. You I thought did. he was used well in that movie. I thought it was a very good casting, and and they 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 I I I mean much like any actor, I I just think a lot of times he's actually not cast well, even though he is yeah. 
like an a- I think he would be better if he wasn't an A-list actor and like Deadpool was his only like leading man thing and he was right like there. the friend or mostly in like romantic comedies or whatever like I think that'd be way better and I would enjoy him much more there's a certain air of not trying as hard when you yeah. have Mint Mobile and Aviation Gin to fall back on, you know, like you don't necessarily need the movies. So why try as hard? Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about who. But you know what? We're movie. not all making that gin <laughs> money. So. Yeah. And and again, Ryan, you're welcome on the show anytime. It might just be you and Jordan, but, you know. I'll Love edit it. it for sure. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this movie is written and directed by David S. Goyer, the writer of the previous two movies. Um, and before this, he had made his directorial debut with a movie called Zigzag, uh, which also had Wesley Snipes and Natasha Leone on it. Hmm. Um, so there's Jeez. that. Her character was so amusing to me because I was just like, I saw her and then I was just like, oh, that's a character. And then I was like, oh, that's Natasha Leone. Oh, yeah. she's playing a blind girl? What? Yeah, like every I, scene, yeah. it was like from new the inform- Matrix. Large like, <laughs> yeah. yes. information being delivered for this for <laughs> yeah. character scene like 10 minutes apart. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> it, right. was, it was very odd how they doled her out. She was like an onion or something. They just yeah. kept peeling back the layers. It was, it was very like, strange. Oh, we got through the blind layer now. Okay. I, I wasn't even like totally, got a daughter. Sure, totally right. sure if she was blind because Blade wears sunglasses indoors because yeah. he's Blade. And it's like, well, why yeah. couldn't she wear sunglasses indoors? And then I know she was using a, a certain keyboard on her computer, but it's also a sci-fi movie. So right. it's like, maybe she's just using a weird keyboard. Right. It, it Yeah. It took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Jeremy. I think I had the same experience where it's like, okay. Oh, Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's and dead. None of it, and none of it was just like, oh, well, that's that's odd to pull that out. It's just like, oh, that's a large piece of information they weren't delivering. Just give right. it to us right away. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he wrote the movie. Cinematography is by Gabriel Beristain, who also did the cinematography for Blade Two, which is a shock because of how Blade Two looks and how this movie does not look. Um, <laughs> the music is by. Uh, Romin J- Jawadi, uh, who did the music for Iron Man and also the RZA is credited as a composer on this, who who helped get all the Kill Bill stuff. We talked about him on Patreon years what ago. What do you mean by that? Uh, like him and Tarantino like worked together to like edit the music and like oh, okay. get the soundtrack and stuff like that. RZA. Yeah. <laughs> RZA uh, is the RZA. Sorry to correct you. Oh, he is. It is pronounced. That. I thought you were just making a, a classic I, Dan Eden. It's Rizza. No, no, no I'm, oh. he's Rizza. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, naive Micah. <laughs> I see three capital letters, and I just assume that they are pronounced I, separately. You know what, Micah? I don't think you're naive for thinking that three disconnected letters yeah. that don't make an acronym should be pronounced as an abbreviation. I I would not have assumed Rizza either. But I am a music guy, and this is a Wu Tang guy, you know. So it's like. Whoops. Ain't nothing to F with. Yeah, so there we the go. Mc- the MPU here. No, you guys are so good to cuss. You're so good to cuss. <laughs> we love when you swear on our podcast. Oh. That Come statement on. alone sounds like bullshit. Come on. Say something, Dan. Swear. Swear for us. Peer pressure. Uh, 
No, no, I have to get on a Ryan Reynolds rant and then I'll start spewing out some <laughs> F-bombs. <laughs> All right, so the, this movie comes out December 8th, 2004. $65 million budget makes 52 in the U.S. Yeesh. and 131 worldwide. Yeah, didn't do well. Originally, all did, of, they, did they want to make more after this? Do you know? Or was this there were talks of a Blade Four for a while, and Wesley kind of was toying with the idea. Kind of wanted to do it. He I think there was felt like he wanted to be in this movie, as we also just found out he didn't care. But yeah, um, but yeah, it just didn't. It never came to fruition. Okay, I he mean was clearly because so, this movie failed. He was so baked, they thought that they meant like have a fourth joint, and he was just like, yeah, yeah I think I kind of <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe. Mm. Maybe <laughs> Wesley Snipes has four different voices in this movie. That's another point I want to make about him. I, yes, I don't know please. what he really sounds like. Cause there's like times where he's like growling oh, like this. And then there's another time where he's like deep like this. And he almost sounds British. Like, like <laughs> at one point, just it's odd. It's it's, I didn't have much more to say than that. Yeah. Just, I wish it, you saw the first one. Why is he all over the map in that one too? Cause he, I think he, I, um, it's fine to make fun of him in this, especially if he's so apathetic behind the scenes. But I think he's one of the coolest superhero performances. Yeah. Like that's he sweet. kicks ass as Blade. Yeah, that's I think, and I maybe I should save it. But like that's my big problem with this movie is how cool Wesley Snipes seems to be making himself seem in this movie. Right. It's almost as if he's just like, let me look at the lines. What is this line? No, that doesn't sound cool. I'm not going to say it. Like then the filmmaking cool isn't it? backing it up because he is that cool. It's just that, yeah, you know, he does like an unnecessary flip at one point because like because yep. it looks cool. I guess I don't. There's a lot of this. <laughs> Wesley, well, he's like, not the fight choreographer, but it's just it, it, it. And again, this is me presuming a lot and just putting it on the movie. I just feel like there's there's a lot of moments where I'm just like that feels like Wesley Snipes being like, how can I make this cool? Just yep. just looking at each line individually. Sure. And just being like, how can I deliver this cool? How can this be cool? Well, I, I don't feel look cool like and I avoid I paying my taxes. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be cool. The the second movie and this movie, I think their biggest issues are they're not about Blade. He doesn't actually have much to do. No, the first one. No, he's the got second a... movie and this oh, movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my bad. And more this movie than the second movie. Yeah. So it's like almost makes sense that he'd try to be like, how can I try to make myself cooler in this to remind people that this is my movie? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't know if this is your movie. Yeah. It's, it's like this, It's like the situation where you like, you've heard that sometimes where like, like with Bruce Willis or like even like Michael Keaton with like Batman Returns or something like that, where they, so they, they look at the script and then they're just like crossing off lines. We're like, yeah, yeah. we're not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. We don't yeah. need to say that. Batman would never say that. You know, like where I'm just like, just maybe like get it on film once and then like, <laughs> you know, just I don't it? know. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this weirdly like this, this movie is like a self-fulfilling prophecy of the last two movies because truly the first Blade movie after rewatching it for this podcast, I think y y it has to go down as like one of the all-time great comic book performances. Like maybe even as high as like top 5. I mean, he like absolutely nails it. Every pose, everything he does is so intentional. But in this movie, he's not wanting to work with the director, so the director's not wanting to work with him, and then he's having a stand-in. And I was noticing, I was like, how come he doesn't look like he is Blade in this movie. And then when I read that thing where it's like, he's only the close-up shots, I went, oh, that makes sense. Because in the first two movies, 
when he's fighting, he'd fight in such a way that was so intentional and like so over the top that it actually mm. felt like you were reading a comic. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in this movie, that it's a just a different person who's doing all of it. I, I put on just maybe a few weeks ago, just for fun, the the opening of Blade One. Oh, I still revisit yeah. just the first ten minutes. You know that I don't do that with most comic book movies. I don't just say yeah. hey, let's just watch that sequence. So that that's something. You know. Yeah, that's so good. One of the all timer scenes. Mm. I mean, at least watch that scene, Jeremy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so somehow stubborn. i somehow i knew that was exactly what you were gonna say so do, do either of you... it's, not, it's not about stubbornness it's about the fact that i have two kids and i don't have the time to just sit down and watch a movie like a 10 minute scene no he doesn't have 10 he has time to do this but he it's, doesn't have time to do a, it is, a 10 minute scene it is not about time necessarily as it is about energy and focus i don't have 10 minutes of time many days Okay. Just because I'm just like I I can't I don't what do you want me to watch I don't care well, I Let think what just we're saying is to the office in the background you really <laughs> owe it to yourself to watch the first ten minutes of Blade is what we're saying so yeah. do do either of you have any interest in vampires or like is that like even though this is the only Blade movie you've seen Jeremy is it still like oh interesting how like what are they gonna do with vampires or something. I mean, I watch what we do in the shadows. That's uh-huh. about as far as my vampire enjoyment goes. We, yeah. we we did we covered Dracula, like the original Dracula on our show, like way, way back. And um, you know, like that's kind of it for me. You know, the, the count sure. from Sesame Street is is <laughs> is about as much of a vampire as I'll get into. Mm-hmm. Sure. A, and and I got nothing against vampires. It's just like, eh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. It's not not a not a character group that's for me. Right. Sure. Here. I like vampire movies. I think they're a little played out, you know, because of the whole Twilight thing. Even now, mm-hmm. today, unfortunately, because I think there's still a lot of great vampire stories to be told. Um, I'll just say that. Uh, but like from dusk till dawn. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Let the right one in. Yeah. Um, there's some Redfield. I haven't seen that one yet, but there's still, I feel like there's still some great vampire stories to be told. They just have, I, I, I even actually probably once every couple of years, I watch interview with a vampire. I actually think that's Tom Cruise's best performance of his career. Whoa. As Lestat. Hot, hot yeah. take. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I've noticed that it sounds like like current popular opinion is like kind of bashing that movie, but I like that movie. I like it Does a lot. Does that feel that like, way? Yes. I like it, I like it more as a relic than I like it on a like a subjective or objective level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's good. It's like, oh, this is fun. These guys are goofy. Is more how goofy. I felt when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> these, these goofy vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I do like I do like it's uh, I it's fun that that Kirsten Dunst gets turns into a vampire and then she's eternally a child. I, I like all that stuff. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, anytime. Uh, what what's the story with um, Christian Slater in that movie? Oh, was it that movie? Oh no, it was Heather's. Heather's, where he like sent it to Jack Nicholson or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's like, like "You were my biggest inspiration for this role," and I think just for him as an actor, and never heard <laughs> back from him. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> Jack Nicholson takes one look at him and goes, yeah, I get it. And then just like, <laughs> pretty moves clear. on with his day. <laughs> I think so. Oh, man. Um, so just a couple more more notes on this movie. Um, Oliver Oliver Hirsch Beagle, Beagle? Oliver Hirschvigel was going to direct this movie, who is a German director, but he instead made Downfall, which is the movie about Hitler in the bunker the last oh. years of his life. Is it a meme? The the basically the you never seen like the isolated scene on YouTube of uh, Hitler reacting to news and then like people replacing the subtitles is like what do you mean the PS fives are sold out or what do you mean the McRib <laughs> isn't coming no. back oh man they they made hundreds of those and it's just isolated scenes of Hitler in the bunker it, it has to be that specific scene from <laughs> okay that. that's funny. yeah downfall. Well, one of those movies that I am intimately familiar with the box art with uh, because okay. I worked at Blockbuster. Sure. I've, sure. I've never Maybe. seen the movie, but I've seen that Me box too. art so many times. <laughs> you said downfall. I'm like, I see Hitler's face right now. In yeah. My head. <laughs> great. Well, great. <laughs> That's what I want. It is a very good movie and yeah, it's it uh, infinitely better than Blade Trinity. So I think he made the right decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, that will be a remembered movie. This maybe not so much, except for Ryan Reynolds, of course. We know you know him, you love him, Ryan Reynolds. Um, so then, just from Snipes' point of view, uh, he was a, he was not informed until six weeks before filming that Goyer would direct, and he was not given the opportunity to object to the juvenile level of humor in the screenplay. And uh, he was upset that they were changing the focus to the two sidekicks. Even mm -hmm. though it sounds like that's because he wouldn't show up on yeah. set. Yeah. And is he um, like a producer on this? He is. Mm -hmm. uh, he claims the real purpose of Blade 3 was to uh, set it up for spinoffs. And so he sued for $3 million, um, And then he got sued back because they said you breached com uh, contract <laughs> and like didn't fulfill your contract with this movie. So, um, yeah, it, it all didn't go super well. So he probably didn't get his three million. I I don't believe he did, mm -hmm. and uh, Goyer and Snipes never spoke again, to this day. Yeah, you know what? Not a lot of people are speaking to Snipes these days. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know who the real winner was. Yeah, interesting. And they 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 were talking about. I mean, even post Iron Man, Wesley Snipes was talking about making another Blade movie. Wow. But um, <laughs> Wesley Snipes was talking about it. Yeah, well, he <laughs> said they were having like, meetings. Oh, I'm gonna look over here right now. <laughs> yeah. They were having meetings, but maybe those meetings were just in his trailer, you know, as in they like were just the, smoking weed with him. Him talking <laughs> to the mirror. <clears throat> I feel yeah. like now that the tax stuff and Blade Trinity, the dust has all settled, and now Mahershala Ali is is the new Blade, and and Wesley's given his blessing. I feel like he's now been cast in a more positive light, just personality yeah. wise, just all around. Um, He'll I have just some comeback. <laughs> would, yeah maybe two wong fu two with like two, two wong fu number wong two fu. yeah thanks thank again, you again julie for Nimbar. everything julie yeah Nimbar. that's right have you guys up, seen kids. that one no <laughs> <laughs> it's a cross-dressing movie with patrick swayze john leguizamo and wesley snipes as three cross-dressers who find themselves in middle america it's a real culture oh, clash Oh my gosh. It's what actually a riot. pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't show it in Tennessee though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> did 
when did he get in trouble for tax stuff? Do you guys remember? 2000, mid 2020 aughts, mid, mid 20 aughts, maybe. And then he was, he was in, did he go to prison for a while? Didn't he? Hmm. That I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Or like can't house arrest. He was out of the spotlight for a very long time. <laughs> Him and Martha Stewart were hanging out at the house. <laughs> but like, you know, Nick Cage had the same situation. I think he didn't he have a bunch of back taxes, that, like millions that he had to pay. And people love him now. So, you know, yeah, yeah, just, you know, yeah. But Wesley Snipes isn't like I bought a dinosaur. Like <laughs> he just so he has to be eccentric for people to really love him. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that, like, it's a less interesting story when it's like I only didn't pay my taxes as opposed to I also blew it on the first copy of Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to love Cage and it's easy to hate Snipes sometimes, you know. Yeah. Although I've I've always kind of liked him. Uh, like, and but yeah, let me let me also say this: this is my only exposure to Wesley Snipes as an actor. I mm-hmm. I don't remember like I know that for some reason as a kid I saw White Men Can't Jump, <laughs> but like beyond that, I don't know anything about him. I don't know any of his roles. I I couldn't tell you. Again, I didn't know what his voice actually sounded like because uh-huh. it's it morphs like four times in this movie. I, I have no idea <laughs> yeah. who, how he is as an actor. So all of my criticism is based on my one viewing yeah, of a Wesley yeah. Snipes movie. That pretty much me too. And then I think because what we do in the shadows, he's in that episode where they have all those vampires together. Yeah, the, vampire right. the Zoom call. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's on the Zoom call. And I think I saw that before Blade, but I knew that he was Blade, and I was like, he can't be that bad. I, That's I I'm a I'm pro Snipes. I lo- I'll go so far yeah. as to say I love Snipes. Uh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I I love him as Blade. <laughs> Any anytime I, someone will will cameo in a show like that or do something like that that's that big of an actor, I'm like, they really yeah. can't be that bad. The, like you know? you, they definitely earned a lot of points and a lot yeah. of favor. I was won- wondering though, totally off topic and to rewind, what do you, what do you guys think is the greatest Tom Cruise performance of his career? Whoa. Uh well, it, it kind of goes into two camps for me. I think for me, it would be Magnolia. Great. Yeah. Dr- dramatically, I would say Magnolia, but like career defining, I would say Mission Impossible Fallout is like nice. it, an unbelievable performance. And yeah. one, of the, one of the best action movie performances. Yeah, I would agree with that all too. time. Speaking of uh, revisiting isolated scenes, I watched just the bathroom uh, scene in, in Fallout oh, all the yeah. time. That is, uh, yeah, the arm <laughs> cock and everything, but yeah, it's just it's more than that. It's just how it's orchestrated and everything, the tension. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fallout yeah. of all of your good intentions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like your picks, so okay, thank you for humoring. Ooh. Yeah, Jer, if you have an answer, I'd be curious to hearing it as well. <laughs> my honest answer is the whatever the guy's name is in Tropic Thunder, Les Grossman. Oh, you know what? Love it. I, I, I'm not mad at that. No, that was pretty wild. I was thinking I'm, about him dancing in that. Yeah, that's an in credits. <laughs> I, yeah. I like it, it's it's one of those weird things. Just like when somebody does something that's just like so very far from what they're usually doing, but then never does it again. Yeah, you know, like can you imagine if Robert De Niro <laughs> only did analyze this? 
or like I'll even give him Meet the Parents because he's more of a straight character and analyzes. If he only did Meet the Parents and then never did anything else like that again, oh, because like Robert De Niro's whole set, like this whole wave of his career is kind of like odd choices and and you know there's a yeah. lot more comedy in there than you'd expect. Oh, you're not running out to see About My Father currently playing in theaters. I'm no, I'm not running out to see anything. I've got two kids. <laughs> I can't he doesn't even have 10 minutes, Micah. I don't have 10 minutes to watch a scene Guys. in a, another Blade movie. Micah, your world is about to change. The, the, the joke is that it looks like one of the worst movies that could possibly come I know. out. I know, but it's got it's got a uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, yeah. He was my one of my dad's like modern favorites before he died. So I'm like, all right, he gets a pass, even though okay, I'm okay. not personally into yeah. Sebastian. Yeah, when that's I, fair. He's he's from Chicago, and uh, when I was doing stand up at Zany's for the for that year that I was doing it there, uh, one of those where early... you conned your way into doing uh, stand up we weekly. Don't to, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, back uh, up. <laughs> I. Well, Come on, so I unless it's I, illegal in your no, look. I legal have recourse. I have plenty of stand up experience and had prior to this, um, but I was never like a you know an opener. I was never a middle. I was never I certainly never a headliner. Um, and I basically the way that I got to perform weekly at Zany's, and this was just in their like you know Tuesday ten show. So it's like you know just ten random comedians of various skill levels. So it's not like I'm doing like real head like big shows but okay. i basically got in there for a year um and i told them i was like look i want to make a documentary about what it is like to create from from zero to uh 10 minutes or whatever like i want to see what it looks like for a comedian to have start with nothing and then work their way up that's the premise of my documentary uh and they were like okay that sounds like fun go ahead we'll, we'll let you on weekly i had no intention of making an actual documentary <laughs> Man, that I, sounds like a good. Sounds like an interesting topic, though. And I just—it was just like I performed enough open mics that I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I need a decent crowd, like who's actually there for comedy, as opposed to like, oh, this show is sure. free, and I like, I just needed a different type of, which is like a slap in the face to every comedian who was like, oh, you're not going to pay your dues, but anyway. Um, the, did, the point did you I was like to make, not? Did you bring a camera around with you? No, I did. Like, yeah, I recorded every set. And it was I a cardboard every... box with like a whole a toilet paper roll, and he <laughs> yeah, glued yeah, yeah. it on there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it looked like the Walt Disney case. Like it had two big reels on it. Too, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cardboard, like yeah. styrofoam. They're like, why are you having a reel to reel? Like, don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> and he it's went <laughs> whatever he ran. It. Anyway, yeah. the, one of the early meetings that I had, like you know, you go there, you get there, and like you go backstage and the host or like whoever owns the club gives like a breakdown or just like, don't, don't say the F word. Uh, uh, you know, don't you touch the six, girls. You get six to eight minutes. We don't, <laughs> you we know, don't allow stuff this. like that. You're going to get a light, blah, 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 blah. And it was, I remember her saying like, you know, and, and we usually, we keep these shows at 10 minutes or uh, 10 comedians and we try to keep them tight. But, you know, certain things can happen. For example, if Sebastian Maniscalco shows up, I am going to bump you all. And I was just like, why would he show up on a fucking Tuesday? <laughs> did he? No, he never did. Uh, of course not. No one ever I, showed up randomly and just be like, hey, let it. me give me 10 minutes. Like, 
the big yo, people yo. aren't coming in. They're not coming in on a Tuesday. They're going to try their <laughs> shit out on the weekend. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> that does remind me of that. This Maybe he's got not... kids. Yeah, he's got the time on Tuesdays only. Doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. Scott Ackerman have that story where they were performing improv and Robin Williams was in the audience and they were like, come on, do something. And he did. Oh. So it did happen to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think oh, that we, does happen often, actually. Not on a Tuesday. Uh, but not on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I think it's we kind of a, a problem amongst lo, uh, less lesser-known comedians, right? Isn't that kind of like... Well, yeah, you don't want Robin... Well, now he can't show up, but you didn't You didn't want Robin showing up to your The ghost of Robin Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But uh, our, our dad, speaking of our father, I wouldn't bring this up, but you guys... Um, Robin Williams, like, was he not part of the show and they called no, him I, up? No, I think he was just in the audience it's interesting because my my father and his brother our uncle mike were out they went to two different clubs that night they were within proximity of each other they go to one club and the the guy's being heckled uh Mm -hmm. and they can't make out who it is right so my dad and my uncle go to the next club and the same heckling is going on and he goes like i'd like to see you come up and do it and it's robin williams in the audience that was heckling him yes he did it at maybe at both shows but there was definitely heckling at both shows they went to and i think robin was like waiting to like for somebody to call him up (laughs) and uh that's my dad's robin williams story uh i didn't tell it as well the big piece of it the the piece that he liked the most was like yeah yeah he he grabbed mike's white wine and and just took a big huge chug of it and put it back down on the table (laughs) Not only did he criticize an upcoming comedian, he stole time away from him, and he took my uncle's drink. Wow. Robin Williams, bad seed, kids. That's what I'm trying to say. That's pretty wild. I mean, that was probably the during that period where everybody discovered this great new drug called cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go out and I'm going to get, I'm going to heckle a comedian. (laughs) That's how I'm going to get my 10. This is Uh, good for me. Jerry, you could have done that instead of the documentary thing. You I could know, have just heckled have just done... all the comedians. And or then I should call have just done up. a lot of blow. I should have just started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered what I said. It would have been gold, all of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. So we've talked about Blade Trinity. Thanks for listening. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Bye, guys. Uh, do you want to hit some actors? I guess. I mean, we've kind of talked about everybody except for well, Jessica Biel. I had no Biel. idea Jessica, Jessica Biel was in this. That was crazy. Which was a good uh, way of knowing this movie came out in 2004. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prior, yeah. Leading, oh, up she's to, not working anymore. leading up to this, the year before she's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And Cellular and Summer Catch. But, Yeah. I was I was not expecting that. I mean, what's what's her big thing besides being married to Justin Timberlake, right? <laughs> Seventh Heaven, but oh, movie wise, I, I I don't know anything about her career. I know that's that, hard so to say. If you go to IMDb and just look at like her top things, yeah, she's in The Illusionist, Total Recall. Oh, that was big. The Next Illusionist. with Nicolas Cage, which I've never even heard of. <laughs> and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's that's the big one, I think. Unfortunately. You know, I I think I I have this theory I was thinking about last night, and I I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, Can you pull up the movie Stealth? Um, Oh, yeah. I think that this movie is single-handedly responsible for killing two careers, if not three. So can you tell us who's who's building this? Josh Lucas. Killed. Jessica Biel. (laughs) Killed. 
Jamie Foxx. Survived. Sam Shepard. Of course, he's fine. Yeah. So I think uh, Josh, Josh Lucas, they, they, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I remember like reading comic books uh, at that time and there was always a printout for stealth. There were commercials Mm -hmm. everywhere for that movie and nobody saw it and everybody hated it. And I never saw Jessica Biel in another movie again. And Mm -hmm. Josh Lucas was relegated back to, you know, the, the friend. He's in Yellowstone. Well, he might be able to make a comeback now because everybody's parents love him then. Well, maybe he's just, <laughs> he's, he's found his demographic. Might yeah. Be it. But parents. yeah, I think stealth is pretty, uh, I think it might be one of those Hollywood movies that just killed him. Wow. It was, it was, a, it was bad. It was, a, it's about uh, pilots who compete against an AI stealth pilot and then it becomes sentient and they that's becomes the enemy and i believe it's voiced by wentworth miller from prison break <laughs> wow. i think that's the story uh but yeah i don't think it did well it came out same year as batman begins like 2000 summer of 2005 so it just got you know that it, for me it was, when did batman begins come out just june oh, I don't know. 2005 yeah, I it was all summer that summer was all about Batman for me. Yeah. Like, it was a stealth business, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh watching MTV, watched a lot of MTV at that time, and Incubus did a song for uh stealth, <laughs> and they, they shot a music video where they incorporated the, the footage and sure, everything. So yeah. they, were, yep. they were supposed to be shills for the movie. They go on the interview program, they're like, So did you guys see stealth? What'd you think? They're like, No, but we saw Batman Begins, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> No it's way! Like, great, that great. Sucks. That was so funny. <laughs> and that saved their career. Uh, if they if they stood up for it, no one would know their name. Wow, that's hilarious. It would have been erased. Incubus is still around. It's crazy. How many how many minutes is stealth? Oh, Tell I got out of it. Tell me it's under ninety. Tell me it's under ninety. It is two hours and one minute. Ah, oh. never mind. Oh. Never mind. Oh. I almost got to fill in one of those gaps, but you know, you can only do that if you, if you have like a reward at the end, which is like to talk about it with people and, and we're going to have Josh Lucas on to talk about stealth on over 90. Talk about all the, all the reasons why he didn't like the outcome of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's just parents. This is all I can do. They thought I was Matthew McConaughey, but, uh, identity (laughs) confusion. Do you guys see, um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Just oh, like on right. TV. Yes. Oh, course. yeah. He's the yep. guy in that, right? He's the guy. And I always remember because I worked at Blockbuster, as Jer mentioned, they always showed just the trailer. I remember just always him standing on the porch going, As I live and breathe. As <laughs> Reese Witherspoon's like, I want a divorce. And that was, I just remember that blazed into my brain forever. <laughs> That's so funny. <sighs> for, for me, he's the coach in Glory Road. That was yeah, like uh, my favorite sports movie. Way, that was another way, blockbuster. Way yeah, <laughs> there was like you guys have Glory. Uh, I wonder if any of the customers that you guys have Glory Hole because they used to mispronounce <laughs> titles all the time. Sure. It was also like <laughs> all you the time. To Glory. <laughs> oh, um, so thank you for thank you for not smoking. No, it's thank you for smoking. That's the that's the intention of the title. It's like a play on it. Yeah, no, sure it's, it's thank, thank you for you. not smoking. Yeah, do you guys have that? Um, no, we don't actually have that one. That movie doesn't exist. Didn't they ask for smoking asses once, Jer? At uh, somebody smoking asked for, asses. when when smoking somebody, aces come out came I out. Prob- yeah. I mean, somebody smart ass is probably doing that. The the funniest uh, one to me was somebody just walked in and like walked halfway into the store and then turned towards us at the counter 
And mind you, they're like 15, 20 feet away. And they're like, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, my <laughs> God. We're like, what about Miyazaki, it? Man. Howl's Moving Castle. Where is it? I'm like, <sighs> I animated. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Oh, my gosh. They, yeah, they, anyway. they, uh, they ask for a clockwork orange, meaning to get Orange County. Get home. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a lot different than what my friends. A lot told of me laughs about. to be had with this one. Yeah. <laughs> is are there any movies that having worked there, like you have made a vendetta that you will never watch for any Ooh, reason at all? That's a good question. That is a good that's... question. I've never sworn off anything solely by because I worked at Blockbuster. It's just I'm I've. Be- it's more so like just the cover art to DVDs becomes a joke yeah, in and of itself. Yeah, just kind of blazed in your head, like the Sentinel with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Uh, <laughs> no one knows like the Sentinel, but like yeah. I do. I remember the, the <laughs> yeah. cover art and everything. Yeah, definitely. Or our dad no, was like, like the 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 photo stand-in for Sylvester Stallone and Get Carter, <laughs> like because on the cover it looks exactly like our dad. But like, oh okay, yeah. I'm like well, really? Uh... No, no, it's just one of those things. Every <laughs> a lot time of, a lot of dad back... talk going on here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's I, good. Yeah, I, I I would just constantly walk past it and be like, that looks no, it's not. I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> holding a gun in black and white. Like my dad would never hold a gun. What are we, what are we talking about here? Or would he? Well, can you tell us who Dracula is in this movie? Because I yeah, I felt I'm like just I recognized him. But... They called him Drake because of Dracula. Yeah, we're gonna have I to get into that. that. So we're gonna have much. to get into that. That's played by Dominic Purcell, who is also in Killer Elite, Equilibrium. Assault on Wall Street. I mean, nothing but bad action. Nothing but bad action. Prison Break. And is prison he in Prison Break? break? Yeah, he's the brother. He's uh, one of the guys. Wentworth Miller, the voice of you know the the, the stealth plane from Stealth. He's brothers <laughs> yeah, with yeah, of course, of Purcell. Say on, no uh, more. Prison Break. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like them two on the cover, right? On Prison Break, like I mean, not all the seasons probably, but I but mean, yeah, like, no, it's like it's the shaved heads are like they look very okay, similar. Okay, so that's why, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm, am mm-hmm. like the whole movie. I was kind of like, who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Prison Break is such a big blind spot for me. I've never yeah, seen it. Same. I saw one episode and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so. Th-. I was young enough that I was like, this is so thrilling and stuff. And then I think I saw it 24 around the same time and I oh, just yeah. was, it went full 24. Yeah. And just didn't find the time or, or the DVDs of season one to get started mm-hmm. on Prison Break. Mm-hmm. And even then I was obsessed with that sort of thing. So I couldn't do it. I couldn't just start at cold couldn't turkey. Just go in. No, no. Um, also, Parker Posey was surprising <laughs> and a train wreck in so many ways for me. Uh, we, we've, Oh, I guess we would have covered her in scream three. We would have. Yes. Yeah. But my goodness, that yeah, was, there rough. was, I mean, what was, there's like almost a little Christopher guest like reunion. Yeah. Cause thing John going Michael on in Higgins movie? is in this too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. She must've been like, I, I know the guy for this scene. And then like <laughs> either that or David Goyer is a huge Christopher guest. Yeah. Fan, and we just don't know it. Well, it's, it's, but then it's you'd very... think he'd get more people in there. Like, where's Jennifer Coolidge if, if you're such like, right. Hitchcock? Yeah. 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 Come yeah. on now. Catherine O'Hara, she would have been good in this. Mm-hmm. Or O'Hara. Is it O'Hara good. or O'Hara? O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah, okay. I just had a... Yeah. Um, But yeah, Parker Posey, I... Well, they did a really dumb thing in this movie, I feel, <laughs> where the, the vampire's teeth were, like, so prominent. 
and and everyone's mouths were so full. And the, I just do not think they did it like that in the first two movies. No, and I always feel didn't. like that's a sign of a bad vampire movie if the actors are like having a hard time acting through <laughs> the teeth. Yeah, and no, that's totally that, that's like a, she was right. the biggest example terrible just she looks so bad because of her teeth <laughs> and then her contacts were off throughout the movie like some scenes her pupils were uh pointing in different directions <laughs> <laughs> it looked so bad no, you're <laughs> right because so i remember bad. seeing that and literally thinking like is that some is that part of the vampire lore in here is that they can't quite focus their eye like one of them is just <laughs> there was it was a scene between her and Dracula. It was like earlier on in the movie, and he's also wearing contacts, and they were off too. They're both. And, I know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> it was so so clear <laughs> in how off they were that I assumed this is a choice. Like this right, can't right, be a mistake. Right. They had to choose to do this, right? Oh my! Maybe gosh. that was just them trying to make the the trying to make the day better for themselves. They're just performing with one eye crossed. <laughs> oh, it looked so bad. It's. It's wild, and and I I am a I'd say I'm a Parker Posey fan. I I think she's great, and I've I've every time I watch a, a guest movie that she's in, which is most of them, I'm I'm always like, why is she not in more things? And then we were watching this, and I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't Parker think it's Posey. her fault. I think it's the movie's fault. Well, it's weird because she is one of those actresses that's like. Like, okay, obviously she's funny in the Christopher Guest movies. Like, that's one thing. But yeah. then she's also, like, a very good dramatic actress who's, like, does a lot of, like, or at least did a lot of, like, indie work or, like, smaller films and stuff. And so it's it's really weird to see somebody who's more of an indie actor, in my mind, yeah, do I agree. something so mainstream. Like, she's yeah. in this and, like, like you said, Scream 3. She's also in Superman Returns. Like, just yeah. odd, oh, really? where I'm just like, these are weird. It's weird yeah. to see this person in this type of movie. I They yeah. tried to make her, what came first, Superman Returns or this? This. Uh, Superman this... Returns is 2007? 2006. Uh, why did they try to make her work twice in comic book movies, like with big budgets? I don't understand That's, it. That's, um... well, my question was like, is this... Is Parker Posey choosing this? Because it, it it seems I always look at Parker Posey as like you're better than this movie. Like you, yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. You could turn this movie down and not be hurt in any way. So is she just a comic book fan, or is it just like, nah, I need a big payday because I've been doing too many indies that aren't paying me enough? You know, right? That feels more likely than anything. Yeah, probably. But it is odd that she's in two comic book movies that are very large and neither of them work. And yeah. I don't, I'm not blaming her. Well, and and. You know, maybe maybe I I have a suspicion we might start getting a little bit of a Parker Posey comeback because she was really good in Bo is Afraid, the movie that uh, hmm. that Ari Aster just came out with. Um, cool. Yeah, she's she's really good in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though she's only in the movie for a short amount of time, she has to do a lot. Uh, right. <laughs> have you have you seen it? Either of you, you know nothing about no. it. I look forward to seeing it though. I do. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a uh, not MPU friendly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, yeah, and um, John John Michael Higgins. I get it. I think he was fine. But again, it's kind of it, it's that same thing where it's like, why are you this distracting? Why are you in this movie? Yeah, it, it felt like a bad casting decision. But I feel like sometimes that stuff can be more me than. 
like I'm watching a movie from I'm, 2004. Sure. You know, but yeah. I'm right there with you where like as soon as you see his face on the screen, you're like, OK, is this supposed to be a funny character? Yeah. And if it's yeah. not, then why do you have him doing this role? Yeah. Like that type. And it's weird because it's like you don't want to like look at an actor and be like, well, you're not allowed to do that because you're you're this guy. Right. right. But it's it, it is kind of like this feels like it should be more of a cameo. And I mean, I guess you could call that a cameo, but like you got the wrong actor for a cameo for the effect of a cameo, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I think um, the artifice of comic book movies around this time, before Iron Man, you know, a pre MCU world, it, they really did take the comic book literal. And I really think they did kind of even maybe like canted angles and playing mm -hmm. up performances and maybe stunt casting yeah. and things like weird set design and stuff like that. Cause they, they really were, I think taking the comic thing seriously. And now it's like blockbuster action grounded, but you know, yeah. it, just enough. So uh, yeah, that's what, that's my theory anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just like that. This is, you know, they, I, I watched this movie. I'm like, Oh, they used to build sets. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this one's probably the least like, cool of all the sets in this series i think so um yeah 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 the other the other two blade movies are really cool they're really good so just just yeah. so that you have that i'm not telling you to watch it but uh, i'm just <laughs> saying you know they're out there they're out there and they are good um mm. they're kind of refreshing because of all of the superhero movies we have now and how there's certain expectations and there's certain like when you put on blade one it's like oh this is not I mean, it, it makes you go, oh, I already know what the new Blade movie is going to be. Right, if yes. I compare it to this, and it's not going to be as good. Unless yeah, they right. unless they make a really strong decision. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, this isn't carrying the baggage of, of Marvel's effect on cinema. Right. Yeah. Even though it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, so should we get into the plot finally? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Please. So, first of all, Ryan Reynolds intros the movie, and I roll my eyes. Uh, and then we go to the Syrian desert, and we awaken what people have called Dracula, some people have called Demigog, and now we call him Drake. <laughs> one of the... One of the biggest letdowns in naming <laughs> I've ever heard. And then, and then they do something that's always a big bummer for me. When they first showed the character, I think he's got the crazy makeup. Yeah. And he looks really cool. <laughs> this is the Spider-Man 3 Venom thing you're about to say? Yeah, is, is that what, I can't remember about Spider-Man 3 right now. Well, but, then, but then it's like, and then we just get the guy. Like, yeah. we don't get the makeup. We don't get the costume for, like, the whole movie. And it's like, oh, that's a bummer. And like he looks like Dracula's bodyguard. He does not look like no. Dracula. Like yeah. no. that is not what we picture when we picture Dracula. You know, no. we picture I... a skinny, like tall, imposing figure, perhaps slick back hair, longish. You know, but... I don't care for the real like monstery looking vampires. I don't care what they look like in like vampire lore and like the history of vampires. Like I would rather they look like. Bella Lugosi, quite frankly, I'd rather all vampires look like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if they if they need if they feel the need that it's like she got this crazy costume, but most of the movie is just going to be the actor. At least let the actor look cool. Like give him like something I, fun. I don't think you could have picked a more bland actor slash performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it, and it's really because so so in the first movie you have Stephen Dorff. And he is the bad guy, and he's playing this emo, 
He is playing it a little bit like hot, you know? And this, mouth. The, the movie's so sexy. Yeah. One but, big happy effing family. Like a lot of <laughs> F-bobs in yeah, his performance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But in, in this movie, he is all, because I'm like, in this movie, I was like, why are they doing like sexy vampires, like hot, sexy <laughs> vampires? And then I thought, well, the first movie does it, but it does it. They, they have like grit and there's kind of this like grunge feel to it that I liked. It felt very 90s in that way, but not in a not in an annoying way. And this is like it, it's just a bro at Venice Beach who like is just one <laughs> step away from buying puka shells is how this guy looks to me. <laughs> He and, could sw- he could switch with Triple H and it wouldn't make a difference in this yeah. movie. <laughs> I'm sorry I hated to cut it. You off. I hated it later on in the movie, like the big fight scene between yeah. him and Blade, and Blade like calls him a mother effer, and he laughs and he's like, "I like that one, mother effer." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so bad. It's not a joke. No, I like that no. one. Like that nickname. Like that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna use that. That's mine now. someone being so enamored with the word that they've never heard before like i like that i'm gonna start using that one from now on like everyone uses that what are you talking about samuel l jackson they feel like they they didn't set him up as a character that's like been asleep for thousands of years and is like really like culture shock or anything Mm -hmm. it's like apparently just that mf or really just well no you, you are forgetting he does have culture shock because he is introduced to something called a vampire dildo in this That's movie. Right. That's he right. He just goes to the store and for no reason other wants to look at the stuff. He, he's oh he's walking through the streets with like this green screen effect that's like, look, he's out in the sunlight. Oh my gosh, and it, it, it looks, looks so like bad. It looks there's a there's an old train video, uh, calling on angels, and it kind of looks like that. <laughs> uh like aesthetic and everything. And then he he walks into the store that's only vampire stuff. Okay, I, I get Which, that. And it's like, no, goth no, people. don't say you get that. No, that store <laughs> could not exist in reality. A va- an all vampire <laughs> store would be out of business. It's like a bondage November shop, but it's, but it's more vampire themed bondage yeah. shop, I guess. Sorry. But they also have Count Chocula by the dozens on they a rack. Do, yeah. Everything vampire. It's you're, only you're vampire right. aesthetic. They couldn't throw in a Frankenstein Weird. or anything like that. So they can't uh, that place is... Frankenstein. Get him out of here. We don't want that crap <laughs> here. It's a front, you guys. You know it's a front. Like yeah. they're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, but, you're right. But yeah, it's they a, it's a it's a sex dungeon, is what it is. <laughs> well, and and what what's worse is like they go in there and the guy's looking around. He looks like the exact clientele they want. No one else is in the store. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, hey! Are you going to buy anything within one minute, or are you going to leave? We got vampire stuff. You can get your vampire dildo, or you can get the hell out of here. Hey, (laughs) we don't want people looking around our store (laughs) shopping. That is the talk of someone who is at a front. You know, they don't care about the business at all. He's or they're, they're, they're the most purest of vampires, and this dude walks in, they're like, he doesn't get it. I'm gonna That's, I'm gonna make him feel so small. Yeah, for walking in here, it's like that's a, the whole scene. He out vampires them. Drake does. <laughs> yeah, Drake. <laughs> they went with Drake, and I know that's probably Marvel Comics that we have to blame for that. Some writer thought that that was clever, but oh man, that is bad. just rough. And couple that with the calling on angels montage. It's <laughs> bad. It's real bad. <laughs> 
I mean, there's really not much to enjoy in this movie. No, it, this movie it, sucked. It soon became a three-hour, two-hour movie for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, this movie could have... We, I wish we could have covered it on your show. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like... Uh, you know, for me, it's... it's You got to compare it to Blade's intro in the first movie, that, that opening 10 minutes we talked about. What did you think of his intro in this movie? His his big like here he is guys versus yeah. the first movie. Uh well, I I actually thought of it more as compared to the, his intro in the second movie because okay. the first movie's kind of untouchable. It's yeah. it's unbelievable, it's amazing. Uh in the second movie they do more of this, but it's Guillermo del Toro uh and and he does know where to put a camera and he knows how to set up action sequences. So there's this motorcycle chase, and he's able to do the one-liners, and it's pretty sweet. And I was like, okay, this is cool, and it's it almost doesn't compare to the blood sequence. So mm-hmm. I, I liked it in Blade 2. And then this movie is like, hey, let's do what they did on Blade 2, mm-hmm. but this time it's just like very quick cut. Wesley Snipes isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's just... Yeah. Pretty he's got not a interesting. Knife on a wire that he swings, and it's like almost like a homing beacon. Like yeah. it hits them, yeah. and they turn into ash, and hey, no evidence, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And then, um, well, I, I, my, yeah. I, I can't wait till we get to my favorite little like WTF of the movie. It comes later, <laughs> though, like two thirds in. So, <laughs> all right, what, what happens next, Micah? Well, so. I mean, there's a lot of good nonsense well, here. Well, at the end of the this big intro sequence, yeah, he he one of the people that he stabs turns out to be a human, and he's been set up, which yeah. sets up the whole movie. Where now it's like <laughs> there's this madman on the loose who believes in vampires and is just killing people. And so the FBI, they're like, man, the Wire is popular right now. Let's get the <laughs> FBI in this movie. That would be so cool. What do people love more than a mythological bad guy? The Federal Bureau of Investigation, they're just as scary. James and so, Remar, too. Yeah. The, the Code of Harry for you Dexter fans out there. Yeah, uh, you guys I probably didn't, didn't watch Dexter. No. Only a couple I feel apps. so old. Um, <laughs> that one I, I just was, missed. Okay. I was taken aback at how little he reacts to what he just did. Cause like he, you know, he's like, mm, you should be Ash. Like, like that's your reaction to like murdering a guy. That's how cool Blade is, Jared. But that's such a funny, dumb reveal is when he takes out his fake vampire teeth and he like he's laughing because he like he sacrificed. Like it's funny to see a dead man laughing. That like when like to frame Blade, but like your life is still ending, bro. He's like jokes on you. Well, I guess the only <laughs> the only he's way dead. Blade's fine with it is because he's a familiar and he also is not afraid of right. familiars. So he's killed plenty of humans well, before. So this has been evidence. There's there's information that I I didn't get until halfway into this movie because I yeah. hadn't seen the other ones. Well, yeah, and this this is where I I think there's a serious problem with the story. Is it's just a, I mean I guess it's not a uh, yeah one of the many. But in, in previous movies he has treated familiars with disdain and killed them. So so we're like yeah whatever they're basically vampires. I'm I'm on board with him just killing these people. And then ask Guillermo if they're just vampires. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but in this movie, he he kills the familiar, and Chris Christopherson says, "Yo, we should not be killing humans. It's messy." 
And then later in the movie, they say, how many humans have you killed? And he goes, 1,052. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm confused why Whistler is worried about it after he's it's killed convenient a grand. to the plot, Blade. We yep. got to be worried this time. <laughs> yep. You know? Quite simply. Yeah. Uh, no, it is interesting because, yeah, he has killed many a familiar in the past, and now suddenly it matters. I guess it's because the exposure of the the seeing Parker Posey on the roof shooting him with a long lens of him getting yeah. framed for killing a guy and then running away. Uh, it's just too much for Whistler, you know? Plus, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's just getting more and more paranoid as he gets older because yeah. uh, he's an old dude, that Whistler. <sighs> yeah, you know? he is. I thought we were going to get him for the whole movie again, too. But uh, they made they made quick work of that. Yeah. And then we have the classic, like, and it's 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 very classic comics. You got to blame it on comics. But it's like, ooh, check out this cool twist. His daughter is a vampire hunter. Yeah. Okay. I, I had to tell myself it's a comic book with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the families are always the big reveals. And I... I yeah, it's just a soap opera thing. That's all it is, really. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You, and you'd think that more of them would be like, you, you'd go like, you're, did you not know what your dad was doing? Like, do you, why do you want to go? Why do you want to follow this family business? Yeah. That, that, like, my that, dad did that shit. I'm, I'm going to go work at a bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that. And then, like, that whole character's like his biggest motivation in arc is that his family was wiped out by vampires. So it's just like, okay. And I know this, this daughter is from out of wedlock and stuff, but it's just like, I feel like that part of his character doesn't matter anymore. His motivation to kill. Yeah. Vamp- it just, I don't know. I didn't like it. It does feel <sighs> really shoehorned. Like, you remember that daughter I never alluded to, even uh, yeah. he doesn't even do it in his life ever. They no. have to find out after Whistler dies that he has a daughter. So yeah. I guess secret daughter. But here's the thing, though, like I can understand the Winchesters like on Supernatural taking over their dad's trade like he died. Like, but it's another thing, like when your dad's still alive and you're taking over the trade, but you're doing it parallel to him. Why don't yeah. you just join up with Blade and like get Patton Oswalt, get the crew and like yeah. just I don't get it. So. Well, yeah. I, but apparently there's there's sleeper cells everywhere. So. I I bet that Whistler was like, yes, let's do it. Then he hears one bad improv from uh, <laughs> from <her>. King <laughs> King uh-huh. as the character name, and he says, oh, you know what? It actually works better if we we actually split up. We'll we'll cover more ground. I'll see you. I'll see you never, daughter. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I think you got it. I think you got it. I think you can handle yourself. You, you, yeah, you this and, is a You got that crew. guy. Hey, you got what, what? Hannibal? Okay, you got Hannibal to help you. <laughs> Somewhere between the dick jokes and him showing me his pubic bone, I said, "Forget this." That's <laughs> just saying he, he's done. I'm out. Because yeah, we see a lot of Ryan Reynolds' crotch when we he shows do. his familiar yeah. tattoo. It was nuts. It was nuts. Which was uh, pretty funny because he was like, "Hey, I hooked up with that that girl," <laughs> and you. He basically says stuff to the effect of like, "You wouldn't believe how much a vampire sucks blood, if you know what I mean, huh?" And you're like, but, "All right, funny again. Good one." I don't remember anything. That actually from might this have movie. been a better joke than he made in the movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, to your credit, Micah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I don't remember anything clever. anything about this movie except it had Dracula and 
the one stupid one-liner that Ryan Reynolds has that is so dumb and gross where he says, unfortunately, her, fang, her fangs were in her vagina. And oh, then he pauses gosh, and yeah. he's like, anyway, let's move on. Like, it's like he knows it's a bad joke. Yes. Like, he just yeah. knows. So that line stuck with me all these years. Like, I'm not going to watch the Fang Vagina Blade movie. Thank <laughs> you. I watched the first movie <laughs> and the second one. That's so well, bad. What kind of blew my mind, and and maybe you can think of an earlier example, but I cannot think of an earlier example of a movie where it did this so intentionally. Because this is this is like something that is in every action movie probably five to ten times nowadays. But in this movie, Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, we have a tracker in our body, you know, when he gets captured. And he goes, and it looks like the Calvary's going to show up, right? now and the camera like zooms in on him like check it out here it goes and then he's like well this is awkward and i thought Mm -hmm. is that the first time they did this joke because that's such a modern joke and it felt really weird in a movie that's 2004 to do that joke you mean the the idea uh which part of that joke the the line that he says or the delay of the actual arrival delay the delay Mm. of the arrival is and 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 cu- I'm sure we could find something in like Naked Gun or something that's similar, but but like where it's like here's the action and the and the camera's like this, you know everything you know about movies is about to happen, and then a character yes. looks at the camera and shrugs and they're like whoops messed <laughs> up on the time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time that that predates Ryan Reynolds in this movie. It's got to. <laughs> Like this cannot author any joke or any cliche or anything. There's nothing should be bred of this movie is what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, except Uh, for 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I I don't know. Uh, Let's just say um, Ryan Reynolds is brilliant, came up with the joke all on his own, never been done Mm. before in cinema, and Mm -hmm. he deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah. And the continued successes. Go had. go go, Wrexham! <laughs> right, Wrexham. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and you know Jerry, what's going to happen? Soccer team, also, Jim. Yeah. Uh, cell phones and soccer teams. What's um, going to happen is he's inevitably going to be on an episode of It's Always Sunny, and I'm going to shrug and I'm going to be like, "Okay, he was pretty good in that," and then I'll be like, "He kind of scored some points." Mm-hmm. And then weirdly, Deadpool three, despite all odds, is somehow going to be really good, and I'm going to be like, "Dang it, I like this guy again." I don't. I think it'll be short lived for you. Yeah, I can see that happening for sweet, naive Micah. Yeah, I really can. Um, But no, like you, you just seem like a positive guy who could like turn around on Ryan Reynolds if he just a couple good performances in a row. Yeah, yeah. If he if he just shows up in every Marvel movie to to deliver a one liner, (laughs) that's really what you want. No. You want Deadpool to be relegated to Stan Lee's cameos for the first three phases. <laughs> oh, that would that's be all. He just tough. shows up for like three seconds at a time. I'd be fine with it. I, I will say, and this is a free idea, Marvel, I actually think better use of the character of Deadpool would be to have him either one, be the post credit scene guy who's like in all the post credit scenes or most of them, or two, or and, Disney Plus or Hulu or whatever, there are commentaries by Deadpool where he's sitting by the fireplace and he does commentaries on all the Marvel movies and you can watch those instead of his own movies. It could be fun. That's that's what I think. Did you just think about it? Have you thought about that? I have. I have thought of that because I realized how much I didn't like Deadpool two and how it's kind of a one trick pony thing to me. Mm -hmm. And so I thought of like, 
but but this is a great character. How can you keep doing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, you get rid of David Leach and you get a different director. <laughs> so they've done that. And then two, you you uh, you don't give him a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you put him in other things that aren't movies. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, it would be funnier. In- yeah. Like everything but Marvel movies, maybe it'd be interesting if he could touch all those. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, um, Deadpool three, I'm like on a, I'm a middling excitement for. But oh, yeah. I saw uh, still, and I, I hope I don't I'm not giving away too much. But I saw Halle Berry in Storm attire. Whoa! Oh, interesting. This is their chance to make her cool. I'm just saying, like this yeah. is your chance. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they don't squander it. You know. That's, That's crazy. Awful. I didn't know she was in it. Mm. It's going to get tough. All these timelines are going to get real tough. <laughs> but anyway, um, Kang will Not see it Not if he just through. goes in and just kills everybody. <laughs> like that's He'll just kill everybody from every other timeline. See, now that would be pretty funny. The road trip, this is what it should be. Deadpool 3 should be the road trip where they travel to all the Marvel movies that aren't MCU canon and they kill everybody. And that's the movie. Because they said it'd be a road trip movie. movie. (laughs) I love it. Okay, but we have to talk about this movie or else we're never going to go to to. bed. Um, You know, I mean, can we skip to he's been captured, Whistler's mm-hmm. dead, mm-hmm. and then he gets rescued? You can skip whatever you want, including straight to the credits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel break him out of the psychiatric place. Yeah, I mean, prior to that, they drug him, and you find out that people are familiars, and then the vampires show up. And just, I mean, like, no due process in this at all. <laughs> he has no lawyer, given no lawyer at any point. No one phone so call. So the police are basically familiars and vampires, and the FBI, and they're keeping the FBI out of everything? Yep. That's how mm-hmm. it goes? It would uh, seem that way, right? Okay. okay. Like, they got the tattoos. Like, I think, like, the police sergeant, like, the detective who yeah. has him in the room has his tat, and he's talking to John Michael Higgins, who has his. And, yeah, That's I right. like, I actually like that aspect of it is the yeah. conspiratorial kind of winter soldiery kind of thing. Yeah, it's just not yeah. executed well at all. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, and it's it's just over after this scene, basically. All the like that, you know. Yeah. I joked about bringing in the FBI, but actually, that could be a pretty interesting element to the movie. And after this, they just grab one of the detectives and they go, "Take us to where you harvest the humans." They right. go there and they see all the humans in, uh, you know, freeze dried, and they're like shrink wrapped. Cool, yeah, shut it that down. scene was confusing. How they got there? I don't know bit. how they got there. I think. We looked at each other and we asked if we forgot, like if we well, missed I think the scene. The or scene something. directly preceding that, Natasha Leon like explained stuff on the computer, and then they just were there. Like she figured hmm. it out, but I'm also not sure. Real missing, yeah, yeah. just a little <laughs> graphic on the screen. It yeah, was just such a big that. reveal to be like, wait, what? And they got <laughs> yeah. here. I guess this means the movie might be almost over, though. So that's cool. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that's the abandoned like kind of movie within the movie that we're seeing is the 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 really grim stuff that they kind of had to stray from and make it more about Dracula. Yeah. Is the scene where Blade stumbles upon hundreds and hundreds of homeless people that are being harvested. Although yeah. some are in business suits, I did notice, which I, <laughs> I thought was interesting. Hmm. Stock market crash, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
but uh, yeah, he confronts the guy. He tells him what's the password. He shuts it down. Right. Yeah, but yeah, and he walks away. Too, we're like, there's, there's this girl at a computer all of a sudden that I feel like we hadn't <laughs> seen in the scene. And then mm-hmm. he says, "What's the shutdown password? Harvest. Type it in." And she does, and he's like, "Have a good night." <laughs> As if like he's gonna leave, and she's like, "Okay, I'm turning it back on." And that's what I that's thought. What I was like, like, "Just turn I it was back thinking on. the same thing too. I was just like, "How funny it would be?" She was like, "Fuck you," and then just like went right back. To- <laughs> I want to see the next Indiana Jones, like if they have a weapon, and it's he's like, "Unplug it," and then they do, and then he goes, "All right." <laughs> that's how I want the next indie to end. Is him to tell him to unplug it. Yeah. I might. Well, if it's, it's an Indiana it's... Jones movie. They'll just be like, "Did you unplug it? Good. It happened without me. Okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to plug in dials, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dials I of destiny yeah. have to be plugged in. I would hope so. They're not solar powered. Right. Actually, they definitely might be solar powered. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very. <laughs> they definitely, possible. probably are solar powered. How you know, many dials yeah. are uh, are mechanically operated? Unplug yeah. it. They would be better if he said it than if it was solar powered. Lock out the like, sun. There's yeah. no plug. Yeah. Have Have you guys seen that 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 premiered to very shruggy uh, critic reviews? Um. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if, if standing ovation time should be a metric for a movie's success. I'll say that. But uh-huh. uh, I am not looking forward to the movie. I really haven't been since I found out um, what it was kind of about. Because yeah. I think they're missing an opportunity with short round, big time, like huge, sure. now more than yeah. ever. And uh, which means I kind of wanted a more orient setting, which is a place that Indy hasn't really been to. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see effing Nazis again. Like how mm-hmm. many times he's fought Nazis twice, three times. Is he, were they in kingdom at, of crystal skull? Gotta be at least the third time. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, I, are they in crystal skull? There's Ruskies, uh, the Russians like Kate Blanchett's like straight up Eastern block yeah. in that. Um, so I think third time. So it's like, I just don't need it. Like mm-hmm. personally, I'd rather yeah. see short round kicking ass, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to get that. No. <sighs> I don't need any Indiana Jones, quite frankly. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I, you can keep them. Um, what are you? Are you guys excited about Indy at all? Oh, or no. What, what's no. Your, no, no, no. no. It's, it comes uh, out like the day before the baby's born uh, due date. And I even before that, I was like, I don't even know if I'll bother to go well, see this. Movie. I couldn't be bothered to do it. <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't really imagine well, that I will watch it until we cover it on this podcast. Yeah, so for like, me, it's me, like, why see it? Let hmm. me say this. If if it's due that close to the due date of your baby and this is your first baby, you may be waiting a week and you may be like, we have nothing to do. We well, gotta that's go true. That's see true. the movie because there's nothing else and this baby is not here yet. <laughs> that, is that happened to me, man. Like My baby true. was nine days past the due date. Oh, man. And it was like, as far as I was concerned, this is a no-call, no-show. This baby is fired. <laughs> like you're not here to do your job <laughs> right well we did get out of uh and all of this is old news to our audience but we did get yeah. out of having to see the flash in theaters because we were like eh, it's too close to the baby being born sorry guys um so i feel pretty good about that even though everybody and their mother in warner brothers and people who are associated with the movie are saying it's the best movie ever made yeah, yeah. remains I, to I, be seen yeah 
I'm, well, I'm not I'm, now because this it's already been out for a few months by yeah. the time this episode drops. Oh, right, right, right. I didn't know how you guys felt about it coming up and everything. I'm glad you said that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I won't be paying money to see that movie. No. Mm-hmm. But it is cool that apparently Michael Keaton's Batman has for years been saying as a tagline, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Even though he just said it one time randomly in a movie. And you know but what it's I love? memes yeah. now. Is so that he's, it. he's so confident in the line that he will pause for an audience <laughs> yeah. that isn't there to that's, cheer for his yeah. line. That's yeah. why the movie's over two hours. It wouldn't be if it wasn't for those pauses. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm Batman, and yeah. You want to talk about like everything you know about movies up into, is leading to this moment, and like, oh my god, those I I swear to God, I hope to God those trailers are just alternate shots for the sake of the trailer only. <laughs> and he's not pausing for that long. Oh my the, gosh. Like, the it is insufferably pause. long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but back to blade three, yeah. a movie oh, we yeah. are all determined not to talk about. Um, why is it called Trinity? Did anyone because catch that? Because they're a Trinity. Them working together, him, Ryan, because Hannibal and Jessica. Is God. <laughs> no, they're they. I think what what Jordan says it's uh they're supposed to be a a triumvirate like a, a holy trinity. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because blade trifecta didn't sound as cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad title. I I don't the think that thing, works at all. The reason I would say that is because that's the cover of the movie as well. Like them three mm. are on it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I don't <laughs> I don't think it has anything. I really don't, I don't think know. that that counts. Yeah, I don't think it does, Jordan, because Joe Pesci's on the cover of Lethal Weapon 3, <laughs> and I would not call him part of a trifecta or a trinity or anything. Just kind of sneaks in, though. Just kind yeah. of like... Yeah, with yeah, those yeah. photoshopped hands <laughs> yeah. that are, like, far too large, if I remember right. They're either far too large or far too small. Um, uh, one of the great movie posters, of course. My favorite... That's- Absolutely, this is slightly obscure, but blockbuster days. My favorite bad photoshopping on a cover is like is on the Office season two, where mm. like on the cover it looks like he's like opening the blinds to his yeah. office, but his hand is like in the center of his face, so it's like nobody's arm would stick up naturally in this yeah. spot. Like it would be way <laughs> over to the side. Mm-hmm. He's got I'm like an okay, right like now. right here, and it's just yeah. really bad. You gotta see it. I gotta see it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that looks tough to to do. I've never I've never like felt that image. Yeah and uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael! Somebody somebody else's arm from below camera just sticking up. <laughs> well, it, it's just so clear that that it's another like it it just looks like he's like relaxed shoulders too. You yeah. Know? Anyway, that's well, we funny. A, that's, I'm sorry to digress on the cover art for the Office season two. <laughs> really important shit yeah well i mean in a lot of ways we've kind of talked about the movie oh okay no no, no. i mean what what else is there to say well, what was I mean, dan's favorite part or did you was it ryan Reynolds' oh, wonderful line? oh yeah what's two-thirds this? in when okay we're fast forwarding it's ryan reynolds has gotten busted the whole their good guy compound has been stormed by the bad guy vampires yes. natasha leone has been slain and uh blade says use it to jessica beale and she goes crazy <laughs> but no that's not my favorite part my favorite part is they're like it's just him and beale right and they're like well we got to get ryan reynolds back and then suddenly this like swedish guy comes and he goes my name is calder i'm <laughs> yes, the driver <laughs> and 
<laughs> she goes, but, he's with us. But they ride motorcycles to the final, <laughs> the final battle. <laughs> You're right. Motorcycles. I'm Calder. I'm your driver. <laughs> Who the fuck is Calder? Like, we got it. We got hey. Dan's F word. <laughs> and she's like, she just says like to Blade, and basically the audience like he's with us. It's like that's not good enough. No, this no, is no. I'm Calder. No. <laughs> <laughs> and just like I said, like after we watched it, like minutes after, I just kept saying to Katie, my wife, my wife, I kept saying, uh, <laughs> "I'm Calder. Oh, you can't I'm say that driver. anymore. <laughs> no, oh yeah, you're right. Jared right, says, Jared's out. Jared says, I can't do the Borat, my wife, uh, after my one year anniversary. Uh, apparently, uh, well, he's yeah. uh, mandating that. Just, yeah. At least on our mm. show, I'll, I'll be like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, you gotta call you out on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bruno's gotta say something really stupid and fun, right? That Fuss you can up. say. I'm 19 years old, and <laughs> anything else after that is funny because. Uh, I just, I, I'll just switch it to, I'm Calder, I'm your driver. <laughs> and that's it. So instead, you'll be, you'll be on our podcast and you'd be like, I was talking to Calder, my driver. Yeah, and that's uh, what I'm going to do now from now wow, on. Okay. I like good. that. I like I'm fine that. With that. That's, that's mm-hmm. year two. So each each year you can you can. They're going to think I'm married it. to a dude named Calder and he drives <laughs> me around, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He drives you around on the motorcycle you on drive motorcycle. by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. He doesn't even drive them to the final battle. I didn't, I didn't even. Oh, my gosh. When he came in, I said something about like, this is so weird. But I, I did not. My brain did not even connect to the fact that I think he, I thought that he was. It was like, which makes no sense. But it was like a cover, which it's like, why would he need to have a cover? <laughs> every every action movie needs a Calder who comes in two thirds in and says, "I'm your driver," and just like it's just assumed he's one of them because they say he's with us, and it's right. just like that. And then he disappears like five minutes later. That's, yep, that's, that's the way it, it should be. All that's movies so need a Calder. Yeah. All movies need a Calder. Yeah, and yep. and they they you know they make like a serum that's gonna kill all vampires, but they have to give it to Dracula, and he has to like what like, or Drake? I mean, sorry, he has to like it has to be in his system, and then like transmitting any virus, he just has to like breathe, and it well, it just dispels into the air. Okay, um, because everyone died so fast, and it took him a while. Yeah, well, he's he's oh, but he didn't die. He's Drake. No, well, he did. He David did. Goyer just, he didn't is, disintegrate. Is, is knee deep in the in his treatment for Batman Begins at this point, and he's just like, I think I can use it here too. The idea of the dispersing the sure, yeah. sure, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One he used to maybe some would argue a greater effect. I'll let the I'll let the audience decide which movie did it better. <laughs> what do you guys think begins- of? Or Blade Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real showdown. But uh, what did you guys think of the vampire Pomeranian? Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. I hated it. I hate it. And then when the Rottweiler showed up, I was like, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> what you're going to do. That. And they did it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so awful. I think they took the VFX package from Blade 2 with the four-way claw mouths yep. that separate. Yeah. And like the predator thing, and they just like, all right, we'll do it on the dogs in this. Like, okay, and we're all cool. supposed to be fine with it, yeah. Even though they like got rid of that, like that they vanquished it, like that virus or whatever. Who's and which vampire is sucking dog blood is what I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question. 
probably probably uh, Triple H, the wrestler guy. Well, if we're gonna I'm go thinking, by yeah. if we're gonna go by Twilight rules, <laughs> that would make them vegetarians oh. because they would feed on deer and not people. And uh, they said they were vegetarians. Like because a joke. Of that? Like it's like oh, oh it's... so you're like a vegetarian. Oh, okay. That's huh. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ryan Reynolds you... level joke right there. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you guys do the Twilight movie? Oh, oh we yes. Did oh, and you know what? Listen to those. All oh, four baby. of those movies are better than this movie. I'm confident in saying. Whoa. Besides Eclipse, Eclipse broke me. That movie. I think it's me better. It I think so it's better. Bad. But. I, I do think we have, even though I had never seen them until we covered it, there's a nostalgia for like high school and like the watching the angst, movies. They, and they do well. I they do came out so. when we were in high school and stuff. So I it's love like, those kinds of movies. I, yeah. yeah. Like I, we were just around this time of year. We like, we have a list of like summer movies, you know, kind of like uh-huh. the Christmas movies in December. And we're like, I just want to feel like I'm, you know, getting out of school for mm-hmm. summer in a mm-hmm. neighborhood yeah. suburbs. Like what movie does that? You know, we're trying yeah. to long for that. And, uh, you know, there's not too many, like super bad, kind of, and, yeah, you know, a right. uh, few others. But. Is Days, Conf- Days and Confused on that list? That's a, yeah, great one. Yeah, definitely watch that. Uh, that's my 420 movie on my birthday. I watch that every sure. yeah. year. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, has everybody, no, everybody wants some as going into school. That'd be your, that'd be uh, your yeah. September yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Or Even is it, no, like, it's spring because um, they're playing baseball. I think it's end of summer. Even start of like school movies still have that kind of feel, yeah. like you know, end of mm-hmm. summer. Uh, so that we that even gets a pass. So if you you know, if you guys have any examples, uh, shoot me an email or something later. Yeah, because oh, I sure. would love Tiny to get some Tunes, more. How I spent my summer watched vacation. it. <laughs> watched it. <laughs> uh, I know what you did uh, last yeah. summer. I still know what it. you did last summer. I'll you always know watch... what you did last summer. <laughs> Watched the first one, hated it, and then we're not going to watch two. And then uh-huh. we literally just watched one last yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> never, mm-hmm. never seen them. I, but I do think it is the most badass example of movie titles in movie history. Just watched. I'll uh, always know I'll what you always did last know summer. What you did last That's yeah. insane. That I remembered really... a few more things you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. By These the way, things bothered me too. I take uh, umbrage with a few of the things you did last summer. But uh, I, oh, uh, we watched Blue Crush recently. Um, fun movie, uh, you know the surfing movie from like the late nineties. Oh, 90s. oh that's, okay, yeah. Um, but the bullies in there are such bad actors. Like you can oh. tell they were hired for their surfing. I so like I think you know we got our new movie coming out that you know Mike did the main title for Jerry's. Hey, maybe it'll be uh, out by this time. I, maybe oh. actually, um, it's very possible. But I really want to make like a like a sports extreme sports kids drama coming like with bullies you know like badly like acted bullies and stuff like i long for that really bad so it's uh, been a while you know it's kind of out of fashion we need like a like another uh a rollerblading extreme sports movie absolutely yuppies versus the nerds kind of deal yep yeah slacklining the the movie The slackliners and and the nerds like figure out like the computations to balance better than the bullies. I mean, this yep. thing is oh gosh, writing that's itself. Poetic. Yeah, a parkour yep. competition. Parkour. That <laughs> yeah, could be something good. Something that like would be impossible to actually compete in. 
Like, how do we use blatant stuntmen for the competition scenes? Yeah, you know? yeah. And we have them land on their feet. Like, real, like, David Wayne stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. extreme sports movie. Yeah. Oh, that'd uh, be Wet cool. Hot American Summer. There's another. Just, just rewatched yeah. that. Loved it. Finally, finally get that the appeal <laughs> and all that. Loved it. Yeah. We still have not watched that. I've actually only seen the the first Netflix series they did. What did you think of that? And I, I, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but I, is, I obviously missed a lot of it because it's yeah. You, you need know. to see the movie, like, because there's just like jokes they blatantly refer to, like deep cuts that are like part of the jokes, but like. Yeah. The the movie is and I said this on our show is aggressively stupid, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and usually I don't go for that, like hot rod, that mm-hmm. ilk, like mm-hmm. really just stupid but hilarious. Yeah. Um, Blade well, Trinity. <laughs> Blade Trinity. Uh, I just wanted to say one last thing that was confusing to me. Yeah, please. Movie. So the movie. Okay, so bad guy loses, good guys win. Uh huh. We see the FBI come into the building and they're seeing all the oh, bodies and cor- yeah. like burned corpses and stuff. And then they, they happen upon a uh, Dracula or Drake dead. And then the camera's like panning out from the skyscraper. And mm-hmm. then at the, like the very end of the movie, they have blade on the cold metal slab to dissect but, him. And then it right. turns into Drake and it's like, what? But you knew that you had him. Why? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that. I, I had no idea. I, it didn't make a lick of sense to me. It was okay. the only other shot of Wesley Snipes that they managed to capture on film, and they're like, "Well, we, we better we use, have it to somewhere. use it somewhere." <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. And it was just a. It was just him sleeping in his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> just like, don't wake him up. Just, just get the shot. It says here it was Drake's gift to Blade, knowing that Blade is the best hope for the vampire race of the future. Blade is still out there. That's why his body transforms into that of Drake. Uh, yeah, that is weird. And then, like the post credits, which is the worst post credits. Oh, ever. I didn't I guys... even look. Whoa, it's we just, didn't watch it. It's just a shot of Blade on his motorcycle driving by, and that's oh. it. Like a music cue. That's oh, it. Okay. Like he'll Wait, be back, so... but is mm-hmm. he is he being driven by Caldwell? <laughs> no, Calder. No, Calder. I wish. Oh man. <laughs> Wait. So, Dan. Yeah. So so they they grab. They grab Drake's body. Mm-hmm. They they bring it in, and the body then turns into Blade, and then back into Drake. I don't understand. Yeah. Um. They trans. Okay. So I'm just. This is just me reading the. Uh, yeah. The thing. Suddenly, dozens of FBI agents swarm into the building, only to find everything smashed to smithereens. No other body. No bodies other than Blade. So I assume that's Drake, like pretending that he's Blade when the FBI shows okay, up. Okay, but it was clearly Drake, right? Well, now I wonder if it was clearly Blade. Yeah, maybe I but, just. But it's weird because the shot before we see um, Ryan and Jessica walk in, and they run over to Blade, and mm-hmm. then it cuts to the police coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Sloppy, pretty sloppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I wasn't really paying attention by this point. But, uh, <laughs> I know that well, it was uh, over ninety. You know, Katie, once you hit uh, that ninety-minute mark, you go, yeah. "I'm out." 
I, my wife my wife watched it with me and she was scratching her head like um wait so wait blade is dead because of the stakes earlier because of the disbursement but like he's not dead. i was like i really don't know i gotta make dinner like <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's a confusing ending and then like i don't i hate open endings like wait till the next one and they don't ever yeah yeah one. yeah especially it's one like this that's so makes no sense well, yeah, because it's like the war rages on, and right. you're like, but I thought all the vampires died from this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Blade's got to go. Well, he just likes killing people, though. They've made that pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's his. That's how he gets his kicks. Yeah. You know? He's gonna. He's gonna team up with Dexter. How about that for yeah. reference? There you go. Dexter. Dexter New Blood. The, yeah. The, the, the sequel series they did. Yeah. Came back from Oregon. As a logger, I read about that. That's uh, upstate New York. He's he's in there in the the. New oh, I blood. thought it was Oregon. Um, now I don't care. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was New York, but you know what? That wasn't a very good season anyway. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that all that's confusing, and um, the movie ends. He Wait, yeah. he gets to join you know the train music video by by. <laughs> Yeah. racing through the traffic and yeah. um that is the glorious mess that is blade trinity yep so boring we only could have covered like 30 percent of it yeah mm. but actually i mean we talked it's a lot of times when we have guests we talk about the movie more than just the minutia of the plot that's not what i mean i, I, and that's I what didn't want to like go through it. the minutia of the plot yeah i didn't either so, um this is great so any final thoughts on Blade or Blade Trinity to you two? I loved it. Two? I thought it was great. I don't know what you just... <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I don't hate it. I just I really didn't like it. I think it's middle of the road as far as every comic book movie. If you're to line yeah. them all up, it'd be like yeah. smack dab in the middle for me. Uh, it's not like Green Lantern and Egregious or, you know, like, uh, it's so funny how there's other Ryan Reynolds comic book movies that are way worse, like R Green Lantern or, uh, you know, depending on who you are, or uh, X-Men Origins, you know? Sure, yeah. The I would rather watch Origins any day over this, though. What happens but I was good. That's that's the one where he turns into Deadpool and they they put the, they, they seal his mouth shut. Oh, mm -hmm. with, with Wolverine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would rather watch that, yeah. Uh, and, uh... I feel, uh, was this like, it's hard to pinpoint what his most subdued performance is, but like on a scale of like unhinged to really subdued, like Deadpool with no mouth, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He, I feel like he could have gone more annoying. So I'm going to cut him a little slack. In this I agree. Movie. I agree yeah. with you, Dan. Yeah. All right. Fine. It's, <laughs> it's slightly fine. Subdued. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all like, I considering got. the circumstances, I do get it, and it makes a lot more sense to me. Um, I don't trust billionaires, so like, there's that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good motto to live by. <laughs> I think so. Jerry's um, like, no. Just, it's just so funny that you're just like, what? You crossed that? Uh, I can't trust you now. No, it, that's like, it. That's it. Call it the chip on my shoulder. But no, once you like, you're not a human anymore. Once you cross a billion dollars. Jeff Bezos isn't a human being anymore. One wow. could say you become a bit of a vampire, sucking yeah. up everybody's work and that's uh and you can that cut that stuff. out if you want. That's just my opinion. Like oh no, Musk, I'm not cutting that vampire, out. Vampire, undead. 
I got totally. a song about billionaires on my latest album. Yes, you do. You know so, where I stand. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. No, I just don't trust them. I don't. I don't think know, guys. I know a couple billionaires, and they're really good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate to see you lump them all together. <laughs> well, my friends, you know, as they say, let's roll out the red carpet. What do you got to plug? Oh gosh! Remember, this, this comes out in September, so yeah, maybe... yeah. We we have a movie coming out. It's called The Golden Apron. You could find that at uh, at our link tree, linktree.com slash I think The Golden Apron or The Golden Apron Movie. We have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we probably TikTok at this point. Um, very excited. It's our biggest movie we've ever done yet. Micah composes the main title theme. Jer is in it, uh, creates another hilarious original creation in a character. Very guestian, as we mentioned. Although I can't, you know, like if Christopher Guest made a cooking movie, I wouldn't have had to make this movie is what I tell people, you know, like it's the <laughs> yeah. only reason like this movie exists. So, uh, check it out. I, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. So do you have, you, you don't have quite a release date yet? No, not quite. Uh, it's still being edited. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, we we look forward to it. And then, of course, listen to 90 Under 90, which you can get on all of your podcast podcastings. Which we'll only be going for a few more months in the main feed right. before we, we end our uh, our participation in it that's not true our, i mean it, our the, run of 90 under 90 yes, let's say we're, we're we're pivoting into our our backlog of over 90 movies the podcast will continue but we will not be releasing weekly anymore uh at we least for talk the foreseeable about, future we can sure. talk about movies we like also which is like i get more <laughs> excited about than as opposed to like wanting to blow my brains out every other week because we're doing <laughs> some terrible movie yeah <laughs> Wow. Turns How out many... not, not a lot of great movies under 90 minutes. There's, <laughs> oh. there's some good ones. There's some fun ones, some cute ones, but a, a great mm-hmm. movie under 90 is it's true. few and far between. It's true. Have So how many loops of 90 have you done now? This will, We're ending our third, so we will have done 270 wow. main episodes, wow. plus all of the franchise first-timers, which are maybe I'll release those publicly too after a period of time. Uh, plus all of the over 90s that we've done so far and we'll continue to do until we hit the actual number of 90 for those. We're not going to be doing another round of those. So yeah, we have definitely over 300 episodes of stuff out there. You guys celebrated four years, didn't you, recently? Yeah. Of uh, Uh, the MPU? Yep, yep. We've been doing it for four. That's no small feat. That's a lot of episodes. So we're, we're, we're over the 200 hump. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and for, for us, uh, it's the it's the month of September. You can listen on Patreon to our episode of 22 Jump Street. Uh, nice. And, you know, I think, I think that's – I'm sure there's other stuff, but that's all we got to plug. And, yeah. and we got all these links. that We got Golden Apron. It's in the episode notes. We got – their Patreon. We got our Patreon. We got 90 under 90. It's all there. Just click around. Just scroll down. That's all you got to do. Just find it. Just just find it, people. <laughs> Look for it and find it. It's all right there. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and thank and I, you. I, I we we, we got to rate the movies. I forgot. I almost oh. forgot. And we got to tell them what we're covering next week. Oh, okay. Um, best, worst to best, three, two, one. Uh, easy. Yeah. 
And I don't know what we're covering next. Uh, uh, anyone want to rank? For, Why for don't me, you start, blades? Jeremy? Yeah, for me, Jeremy, the best you... and the worst is Blade Trinity. <laughs> yep. And the other two don't exist as far as I'm concerned. I've never saw them, therefore they're not real. Okay. Dan? <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty It's pretty obvious. It's It goes worse is three, second worst is two, and the best is one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. This did not prove our tagline correct. <sighs> That's okay. Now, next week, and and... I know it's hard to watch old movies, listeners, but you can just go on YouTube and you can watch them for free. We are going to watch the trilogy of Fritz Lang-directed movies called Dr. Mabus. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's Mabus, Mabus. Uh, And so next week it is Dr. Mabus, The Gambler. And uh, it is quite long, but the next one is not quite as long. And then the one after that is not quite as long. Okay. So just do it. I mean, just expand and do something crazy and watch a four and a half hour silent movie from 1920. It, the reason we're doing it, I know, is because for Christmas you got the book 1001 Movies to Watch Before You Die. Uh-huh. And you're an obsessive weirdo uh-huh. and you have to check them all off. I'm not going to watch all of them. There's a few I just know I can't handle. Okay. I, I'm not watching Pink Flamingos. I, I just know that. Oh, in I just terms know of that. that. In terms of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I've I heard know, enough to know. I know that at least one of these movies like is in that book. So you're like, oh, let's just watch the whole series. Oh, it's that. And I, I also, I love, I love film history. And, and uh, I think modern audiences don't care at all about silent movies. And I've been watching more because of that. But mm-hmm. I like them. They're fun. So it, it'll be, it'll be fun. I know Jeremy doesn't have time. Uh, <laughs> but you and know, I know what? I found I had time to watch the Snyder cut. So like I'm full of shit, you know, honestly. I... <laughs> you know what? That is a good if you are someone who watched the Snyder cut, then you have to watch and that's not to you, but that's to our listeners. You're a right. guest. You can do whatever you want. But if you're someone <laughs> who listen anyway. <laughs> listen to our podcast and you are like, I watched the Snyder cut, I can promise you, I can promise you without having seen this movie, it is better than the Snyder cut. So just watch it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you you next week.